0: the following program is brought to you by christy stratton accredited divorce coach
1: so many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives it can be a lonely and challenging time of life but it doesn't have to be everybody's been Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching
2: Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm so very happy that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you're back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family uh, of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone absolutely everyone involved we're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice but what we are here to do is walk the path with you wherever it may lead and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time provide you information and resources give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and give you hope friends you may have just heard me mention That divorce can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. And I, in fact, emphasized it. I wonder, do you realize who all is involved in the divorce process? Here's a hint. It's not just the divorcing spouses. (laughs) You've definitely got the divorcing spouses. That's a bit of a given. You've got the extended family. You've got friends of the family. You've got the team you've got around you, lawyers, counselors, financial advisors, realtors, divorce, divorce coaches, and more. And wait, am I missing someone? Um, I hope that you are saying yes. Wait, I hope you were saying, wait, wait, you forgot the kids. What about the kids? And if you were saying that, you're absolutely right. I did forget the kids on purpose. And to make a big point, folks, frequently children are forgotten in the divorce process in more ways than one. If you were listening in to the show a few weeks ago, you possibly caught an episode about this very topic when licensed professional counselor Tom Stevens joined me to talk about children and divorce. And if you did, thank you. I truly, truly hope it was beneficial for you. There was so much that we covered in that show, yet so much left to cover. And thus, here we are back together today. Tom Stevens is a psychotherapist who works with children and their families. And as you just heard, he joins us again today. And folks, this time for three shows for a series focusing on children and divorce. This show is springboarding from that show and about children and divorce um, on that show on July 11th. So if you want to catch that show, you can find it under the podcast tab under programs on KKHT.com or on your favorite podcast app. So the series, here's how it will go. Today we are going to recap a few, few of the takeaways from the first show that Tom and I did together about children and divorce, and then we are going to take a look at divorce through the eyes of your children. We are going to answer the question, what are your children going through? And I'm guessing that most of the parents listening out there have wondered from time to time that very thing. Uh, Not from time to time, probably often. That discussion will likely take us into and through this show and into the second show. And then... We will turn our attention to parents in the third show. And parents will draw from the awareness gained in the first two shows. And in that show, we will talk about actions you can take with regards to your children as you navigate divorce. We will talk not only about the actions you want to take. We will also talk about the actions you don't want to take. Speaking of the actions that you don't want to take, here's the thing. In the first show Tom and I did together, we learned this. Parents are generally well-intentioned with their children, yet they make mistakes with them, even in the best of circumstances. The emotions of divorce, though, amplify those mistakes. Friends, those mistakes, they have big impacts on your kiddos and can affect them negatively, not only now, but into the future. We are help- here to help you gain awareness of that impact, the impact of your actions that, uh, that are ha- on your children. From those insights gained from that awareness, you can shift those well-intentioned actions that sometimes become mistakes. Those shifted intentions can lead to better actions. Those actions lead to better parenting and that better parenting, well, that results in a better impact for your child now and into the future. So let's get on to a little recap of the first show in the time we have left in this first segment, and then we'll start looking at that awareness. Tom, you ready for this?
0: I am so ready, Chrissy. <laughs> Anytime I get a chance to advocate for children, educate parents, I am all in. So thanks for having me.
2: I know you are, and absolutely, that's why we're ha- we have you back. It was it was such a great show that we did together, and I really think a lot of it came out um, of this show. And you know, I'd said before, we we really hadn't done a show on children and divorce. And mm-hmm. uh, You know, we were able to bring about some new awareness, new awareness for me, and hopefully new awareness for the listeners, but we didn't have enough time to cover it all, and so here we are. There (laughs) is never enough. Never enough. Love the fact that you say that you're an advocate for the children, and you know, Tom, the main takeaway I got from the first show is that, uh, as I kind of alluded to in the opener, is parents are generally well-intentioned with their children, yet they make mistakes in the best of times. And exactly.
0: I think, I think. well, go ahead. No, no, no.
2: That I'd love to comment on that. I mean, we make mistakes, right? <laughs> I know as a step-parent. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I really do believe that the majority of parents I've seen over 25 years have been super well-intentioned with their children. Like they don't want their children to hurt, but they get ill-intentioned with each other when divorce happens, and it becomes a personal battle, and unfortunately the children suffer from it.
2: Yeah and you're absolutely right and the t- kind of the takeaway I got is it it amplifies those mistakes are amplified in divorce and so what i got though when we can we can gain that awareness of th- those mistakes and we can learn you know tips and tools through this show mm-hmm from you or working with you or reading the books you shared, those sorts of things, those can, we can intentionally shift kind of our mindset. We can take, we can, we can act in a better way. We can do things. You know, the fact of the matter is you just may not know. And that leads to better parenting and that better impact. So we're really focusing on awareness uh, of the impact that comes from the insights that we gain through the awareness and then being intentionally more so intentionally more so well-intentioned and that's what we um are are going to really focus in uh more but we we heard that in the first show what i remember you saying and i heard this and this was so amazing what is most important is what you do after what you've done
0: yeah i live by that every day i mean the idea that We say things or we do things that we don't mean and we don't want them to come across that way. But the key is to pick back up and get moving right after that and and to learn to say, I'm sorry, I can't tell parents that enough. Learn to apologize when you've said something or done something you're not supposed to, even if you didn't intend it, because children learn that through modeling, and then they can, in turn, learn how people are honest and genuine and and try to recover from their mistakes but in divorce process there is no good that's not actually a fun process for anybody and children especially because they're out of control they don't know what's going to happen next and they also don't know why it's happening and the parents have to kind of put aside some of the personal uh, things that are going on for the sake of their children even when they're just spending time with them you can have a divorce and lawyers and and life coaches and therapists and all of us people, but you can still spend quality time with your children.
2: Yeah, and I, I think what I heard in there is, if we can have the awareness that we are modeling behavior as parents, yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm not speaking, I'm 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 not a parent uh, now. I was a parent, a step parent of three. And often people kind of look at me and they're like, you don't have kids anymore. And I'm like, well, they were his, I couldn't take them. There would, Mm -hmm. I'd kind of get in trouble. But if I could go back and do it and have this awareness that I was modeling behavior, they were watching, they are soaking up, they are learning. And so in all learning, there is a learning curve and, you know, maybe people have been through divorce. I think each divorce is different not to say that this is the only time you'll go through divorce hopefully it is but you haven't been through it quite possibly before you i think most people don't really realize that their brain is so very much taken up by that emotional brain and then and and to harken back to the opener and another takeaway i got from the show is kids either get lost in the process or they get we said mm-hmm. pulled apart by like gumby
0: <laughs> mhm exactly
2: I remember you saying that they are malleable, they're not resilient, and that was really a big takeaway for me.
0: Really critical to know that, especially with brain development in younger children. You know, we study the brain so well now, and we we understand the brain is malleable. It adjusts to situations, but it's not unaffected by trauma. Uh, Divorce is a loss event. It's a loss in everybody's life, and with loss comes grief. And boy, did you tap into something we should talk about, which is the step family. And you talk about loss, almost like death, when children who have a step-parent that they appreciate or they care about, and then they're separated from them and there's no visitation after that. Very different than a typical biological divorce or a step-parent who cared about the children, like you said. And yes, you're a parent and you have to... Leave that
2: behind. We might have to turn the tables on that and let you take over the show that time because it might be a very, very (laughs) tough thing for me to lead that one because it would really hit my heart because those three children were the only children that I thought I was going to have. So it's not even tough for Uh, the kids. It's tough for the step parent. And the other thing, and, and as we kind of as we begin to step out of segment one into segment two, the other thing I heard is this big people think that little people think like big people. And so stay with that, (laughs) totally stay with that because that's a takeaway and that's an awareness we hope that you have. Uh, But as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about in this show, we're going to be talking about what your kids are going through also in this, uh, the second show of the series. So you guys come on back. You want to hear what kit, your kids are going through in this process because it will bring about that new awareness so that you can intentionally choose new actions. We're here with Tom Stevens, psychotherapist who advocates for kids. He's here in the Houston area. You'll find out more about him as the show goes on, but don't miss this. Come on back. Find out what your kids are going through in divorce.
1: I never said that I was good I'm on dry. a divorce can change your whole world including your financial picture the more you know and the better you understand your options the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future morgan stanley financial advisor gary wolf can help contact gary wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started that's 281-362-4706 morgan stanley smith barney llc member sipc morgan stanley smith barney llc morgan stanley its affiliates and morgan stanley financial advisors do not provide legal advice clients should consult their attorney for legal matters when you're selling your home you want to wow people when they see it Or, if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters Simple Elegance at 877-458-8254 and SimpleEleganceTX.com If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial Hold feeling very confused and afraid.
2: But there's hope. Hirsch Sermon is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. And we are back. We're here with Tom Stevens. He's a psychotherapist here in the uh, Houston, Greater Houston area. Uh, We talked last time he was on the show uh, that he's hidden out in the Cypress area, but not hidden now because he's back on the show. And we're doing a three part (laughs) series here on uh, children and divorce. Uh, We had so much in the first show that we decided almost even on air that we were going to do a series. And I wish it could even be longer. There's so much to to cover. And as Tom said earlier, we just not enough time to cover everything related to kids. So we'll keep having this discussion for sure. Um, Tom advocates for children and he works with, I love the way that you say this on your website, children and their families, not parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> children and their families. <laughs> uh, there's a nice distinction there. Um, but what we're going to talk about in this first show of this three part series on children is really focusing in on your awareness of what your kids are going through uh, in divorce. And uh, we've said before, they're getting lost. They're getting pulled apart. And so it's our goal to bring this awareness for you so that you can ultimately your eyes are open to it. We talk a lot about eyes wide open on the show so you open your eyes to it. And then with the tips and tools we share that you can, in fact, change some of your actions so you can change the impact from bad to good on your children. So what we're going to really be digging dig, digging into in this segment is this. What is life like through the eyes of your child in divorce? And we're going to be looking at um, the different ages and what it's like and then the different stages of divorce and what it's like. So, Tom, help us understand those, you know, what, what are the different ages that we're dealing with, that we're talking about, and then what's happening for them as they're going through divorce in these yeah. age ranges?
0: Yeah, I kind of put them into three categories, Christian. I mean, it can be put into several. But for me, as a play therapist, and, and having done this for as long as I have, I take typically young children. That's going to be birth to, let's say, eight years old. And that's mainly due to brain development, and then 9 to, say, 13, I guess, would be more the adolescent stage. It's getting younger and younger these days. But then after that would be the older teenagers who are more high school age on up. So if you categorize them that way, the younger children, like we talked about last time, they're more feeling-based. So younger children, even six, seven, eight years old, still don't have the brain development to process the impact and the the dramatization of a divorce and what it does to your life, but they're very feeling-based. So they need a lot of validation and they need validation through words, they need validation through body language, they need validation through expression. And they're gonna get that either positive or negative, frowns on the face, eye rolls, which are negative, or caring, concerning eyes that are gazing, comments about, you know, I know this is difficult, it seems like it's been hard, Uh, you matter to me, you're very important giving them time. So they're going to be the more concrete, uh, feeling-based beings, Mm -hmm. okay? And then the second piece is adolescence. Those are typically the 9 to 13. Basically, look at late elementary or middle school. Those are the ones that are branching out, feel like they're grown up, but their brain's still not. They still can't quite comprehend everything, but they're very independent. So middle schoolers tend to solve problems on their own. They tend to isolate They tend to uh, cope not very well. They like to escape or pretend everything's fine. Uh, Again, I'm generalizing, but also they can't grasp the impact of what's going on. And they are still very affected by divorce, but they're not going to go crying for help all the time. So parents need to pay attention to them through time, regular dates, regular contact, regular communication. Go on walks with them so you have little pockets of time that you take especially for them. And then the last piece, obviously, is teenagers, and that's the older ones. Now, they're the ones who kind of drift off because by then, they're in high school, they're grown up, they act like they don't need as much. But this divorce process, y'all, is going to teach them about how to do relationships, and it's going to teach them about whether divorce is just a fact of life and it's no big deal or whether it is a big deal. We need to pay attention to it and not tear people down because of it. Mm -hmm. So they feel very deeply But they also can develop very poor coping skills. You know, teenagers can tend to drink, do drugs, to vape, uh, to hang out with the wrong people, to isolate, to really grow that depression. So you got to watch out for teenagers big time.
2: Okay. So trying to, I'm kind of mind mapping. Yes, mind (laughs) mapping this here. So keeping that we're talking about what is life through them and, uh, what is life like going through a divorce for these different ages? And so what I'm hearing in there is I I heard the words feeling a lot. Um, Very
0: scary for the younger ones. There's a lot of fear because they're so feeling based. All they know is my life is changing. Think of real concrete, basic thinking my life is changing. I'm not in control of it. Is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? Are they still going to love me? Am I still going to see mom or dad? All the basic kind of like needs of like, just
2: safety. Right. And I'm guessing, okay, so I, I kind of drew out scary. Um, Mm -hmm. I heard kind of scary through all of the ages. Um, uh, one of the things I think I heard you say with the adolescent is that they can't grasp, um, what's going on. So I've got to imagine that's kind of feels scary as well. Um, exactly, and then I heard, but they
0: can't admit it, so they have to go to their friends for that security. That's the classic middle schooler. So they're going to the most unhealthy place to get the best advice and comfort.
2: So would it be fair to say in general, and, and I, again, we don't want to generalize this, but in the time that we have to bring about that awareness, it's scary for every age.
0: Yes. Okay. Scary so for every age, but the coping skills are different. Right. So the coping skills for younger ones are going to be more acting out of crying, whining, moaning, bedwetting, uh, anger, outbursts, things like that, real fear, clinginess. But the middle school age ones are going to be more pretending it's okay, it's no big deal, and they're going to go just be with their friends and life's fine, quit bothering me. So you can't let them drift away.
2: Mm, yeah, okay. So what I'm hearing then that they're finding their own way – life is scary. They're finding their own way to cope. But in fact, do we, do we want them to cope or do we want them? I, I don't know what the alternative is to cope.
0: Uh, we want to model to them what healthy coping is. So parents, many times, this is where the, they fall apart is parents don't model the healthy coping skills. They talk bad about the other parent. Or they, you might see a parent that starts drinking because they can't cope with it. They might get wrapped up in a new relationship. They might start working more and not paying as much attention to the children because they don't realize it. And so they, if they have a healthy, balanced life, schedule, routine, predictable, hone in and focus. You know, my old rule, Christy, which has never been followed in 25 years, I think, is to anybody divorcing, that I don't want you to date a new person. Until six months from the date the divorce was finalized, not from when you split up, (laughs) from the date of finalization. And almost nobody can do that because the tendency is parents are wrapped up in a crazy, busy world, and their children aren't um, the front and right in front of them priority. So we need to show them, model the coping skills of taking care of yourself, your health, your spiritual life, your family. Your routine, meals,
2: all of that, right? And and so modeling that is huge. And one of those that will be something we circle back into on the third show when we're talking about the parents and what they want to do and what they don't want to do. But hear that now. The main thing I want you to get is that your kids are scared. This is a scary thing for them. If yeah. it's scary for you, parents, it's scary for them. And they're going to act out. If they're younger, um, they're going to escape and drift off. If they're older. And so these are the things. By the way, let me
0: throw one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. They're also confused. Like think of children who grow up, you need to get along with your friends. I know you're mad at Sarah, but try to make up and try to go spend some time and you're still friends. We teach them to kiss and make up. We teach them to get along. Right. And here we are modeling that that's not happening. Well, this is different. Well, children are very confused by that.
2: Right. And then I want to you know you take that that scary that confused um, and I'll, I'll make sure we circle back and make sure we talk about the parents and that modeling and what they can do there but what I also want to begin to talk about is okay so you take the scary and confused with the different ages now let's I multiply it by where they are, and I don't know if multiply is the right word, but where they are in the divorce process. So you've got this before divorce in the middle of it and after it. And what does that do now? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like each stage builds upon itself. So how the obviously if the pre divorce was handled differently, there are many uh marriages that could be saved and worked with. And I many times get clients in, and you might notice this as well, where things are so far down the road, it's not recoverable and we're doing damage control. But you're right. Each stage of pre-divorce, current, during the divorce process, and post builds upon itself. And if one is not done well, it's going to make the next one even harder. Mm,
2: Yeah. And uh, it's... uh... That's that's so important, and it's it it makes me just want to go ahead and go directly to um what I said we'd circle back to the parents because what I'm hearing is some of the keys now that we know that this is happening with them, we have this awareness, and each stage builds upon itself, as you said, Tom, that they're and i I don't know if is, again the right thing to say, but this kind of multiplier effect that um we can go and learn how to model the proper behavior by working with someone like yourself or books or resources or going to our pastor, um, mm-hmm. listening to the show, uh, reaching out to me. There are people out there, but we spoke a lot about that team before uh, on the first show. And that's where now that you have that awareness, you, you may not exactly know how to manage the process and, so that's what we're talking about here. What is life like through your children's eyes as they go through divorce alongside you uh, in their different age ranges and in the different stages, which Tom said each stage builds on itself. And it's if it's not kind of caught from the very beginning, which harkens back, Tom, to something else you said before, is where we often get them in the, the, the ninth inning. So getting with someone like Tom at the very beginning who understands children. I mean, let's face it. It's hard to understand sometimes when they're acting out or escaping. We need that help, friends. So I'm glad you're listening in and gaining this awareness about children so that you can, again, uh, make better choices with your actions and Uh, keep listening because we're now going to distinguish it from something a little bit different we've been talking about what's life like through their eyes going through divorce we're going to talk about what um, divorce is like for them when we come on back so coming back join Tom Stevens and me we're talking about your kiddos Seasons of winter, Here's today's two minute tip. Let's continue with the topic of kids and divorce today. Since guest Tom Stevens and I have a lot to talk about today, I wasn't sure how much time we'd have to let you know about him, his practice, and about some of the resources. He shared with us on a recent episode. I thought I'd recap it all here. First, Tom Stevens is a licensed professional counselor and a registered play therapist. He's been a psychotherapist for more than 25 years. And as you may have heard at the beginning of the show, he specializes in working with children and their families. He lives in Cypress, Texas, located in the greater Houston area with his wife, Jill, who is also a psychotherapist and his sons, Nick and Tony. Next up. How do you reach Tom? It's easy. Go to tomstevens.us. That's tomstevens.us, and you can learn more about his practice and get in touch with him that way. Also, you'll want to catch him on Facebook. Go to Tom Stevens Counseling and make sure to check out his live show every Tuesday and Thursday. He talks all things children, parenting, marriage, and more, and he includes his sons, which makes for a fun watch. That's Tom Stevens Counseling on Facebook. And last but not least, Tom shared a couple of books with us that will help you and your family as you move through divorce. Here goes Mom's House, Dad's House. There are versions for parents and kids. Also, Dinosaurs Divorce, and that's a picture book. Another couple books are Two Homes, My Mom and Dad Don't Live Together Anymore, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, and The Divorce Recovery Workbook. You can Google these and find these books. Again, go to TomStevens.us or find him on Facebook at Tom Stevens Counseling. And you can find us on Facebook too at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. You can also find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. And if you want to reach me personally, you can email me at christy at christystratton.com or call me at 281-944-8043. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. And if you were thinking about your kids, then you might think of them doing a little dance because you know, that's just all a little bit of good music moving us here today on the divorce coaching hour. And we're here with Tom Stevens and we are talking about your kiddos. We're talking about children and divorce again This time in a three-part series, and today we are talking about what is not only life-like through the eyes of your children as they go through, as you all go through divorce, because it's not just you parents, uh, it's everyone involved, as we say often. But now we're going to talk about also what is divorce-like. So you might wonder about that distinction, and really ultimately what we're saying is there are different age ages and that the experience this grief and loss and this pain throughout um, divorce. And so that's the life component. Now we're going to turn our attention to what's divorce like for the children. And I'm sure we'll touch on the ages, but pre-divorce, if you're considering divorce, during divorce, and as uh, coming out of divorce, recovering, rebuilding, that sort of thing. And so, Tom, help us understand, you know, if we can just, I just hope that we can put ourselves in the shoes of our children. Can you help us get there and try to look through their eyes at these phases of divorce and what they're going through?
0: Yes, that's, that's always what I do when I get parents in my office and say, I am here to step into your children's shoes and to show you What life is like for them. And some of it's hard to hear and to see, but it's critical. So if you take a divorce and let's say it's already happened and you go backwards and you replay the tape and you look at pre-divorce time, typically there's going to be a lot of, you know, fighting, a lot of chaos, a lot of breaking down of the family. Like inevitably if a divorce happens, there had to be a buildup to that. So children experience in a pre-divorce phase, a lot of chaos, a lot of fighting, a lot of conflict. And it's very unsettling. It's very confusing. It's very frustrating. It's very sad. And I think one of the tips I would give to parents in that uh, phase, if they're in it right now, is please work very hard to not pull your children any age, but to not pull them into it, either through them hearing phone calls, them hearing words from you, them seeing things that they shouldn't see, text messages or things that are put in front of their face, to try not to pull them in and only give them the information that they need. You don't need to keep things from your children about a divorce, but you do need to give age-appropriate facts about what's happening. And a 5-year-old will hear different things, things differently than a 15-year-old. And so I do like parents to be honest with their children and factual, but what they need to hear and that they can tolerate for their brain. So that's kind of the pre-divorce. It's chaotic, a lot of fighting a lot of conflict
2: hmm. yeah and um, you know maybe if we have time and and I'd I'd like to revisit this too and maybe look at some some, some scenarios and even giving the parents some words to use when they are honest um, but I would guess that we want to look at all of the stages and then kind of come back to that so what I'm hearing here pre fighting chaos it's unsettling unsettling and sad no matter the age Um, main thing is don't pull your kids into that. We'll come back and we'll get some, maybe get some language around that. So Mm -hmm. now we're in the middle of it. What's, what's going on now? Mm
0: -hmm. The typical during the divorce process, sometimes it's short, a few months, sometimes it can be very long, over a year or more. The common theme there is going to be allegiance. It's going to be, I've got to pick a side, whose side am I on? Many times it's, it can be the parent they're with at the moment if visitation's happening, Many times it's the stronger personality parent, and sometimes it's the actual really good parent. And I don't mean there's a bad parent, but sometimes there are people who are real victims to divorce, and it's been taken on blindside, and they are good people, and they've tried to do well, and life has been completely turned upside down. But the typical here is they're going to be forced to pick sides, really at all ages. And so the, the way to counteract this, to keep the allegiance from being a big thing, is continue to pursue your children. I tell parents all the time, especially dads, I'm a big dad proponent, you have to pursue them even if they don't want anything to do with you. Send notes, send cards, send emails, send a care package in the mail, which is really sweet to do, a letter, uh, be able to show up for visitation. And even if they're not wanting to be there, you still have to carry the energy of wanting to spend time with them because you being a parent is more important than them. Acting nice and sweet to you as a child. So you have to keep dates with them, keep things consistent, go on walks, talk about things, Christy, other than the divorce. I tell parents all the time don't just talk about the divorce or your mom or your dad back and forth. And by the way, listen to them crispy best advice for parents in this phase of during the divorce is take 10 minutes 15 minutes and say tell me what you're mad about frustrated about what you think's unfair what you think I'm doing wrong what you think I should do differently i will hear and i won't respond with yes but i will just listen to you so take time to hear your children's sadness anger confusion frustration all of that
2: mm. You know, it it reminds me, uh, and of course will date me again, but I will go back to this, but Gumby. And uh, (laughs) again, you know, go Google it if you don't know what Gumby is, but Gumby is this little Mm -hmm. play guy that I had when I was young and you could kind of pull him. And I've given that I've been in the midst of a step family that I've seen kids in um, going through this the during part, but even into the after part, what comes into my mindset is this: Gumby runs the gamut here, pre, during, and after. We're tearing our kids apart. And t- uh, Tom, I think you said something just so incredibly powerful. Your being a parent is more important, and I'm—I think I'm ex- uh, paraphrasing a little bit. Your being a parent is more important than them being a kid right now. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. show up as a parent. And I get it. I mean, I I went through that divorce and it was, it was harder than hard. And there was a lot of intricacies and there were kids involved and I, I didn't have the tools because I was stuck in my emotional brain to be, um, as good as I, I, I wish I could go back and do it do it better but that's why we're here to get you to bring that awareness to what is going on open your eyes see it because Mm -hmm. in fact you can intentionally shift your mindset and make better choices and um tom is he's here right here telling us listen to them but not only just listen to them hear them and don't respond with a and a a but yeah But, but 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 this because yep. you were pulling them apart and we know you don't want to do it. We said that from the very beginning. Parents are generally well-intentioned. So we're we're hearing this pulling them apart. There's going to be this want to create an allegiance on each side. We don't want that. We want the best impact for the kids. So what's happening after, Tom? We've gone we've looked at pre, during and after for kids.
0: And you mentioned a really good point there just to follow up with that on You know, you might be going in this alone, Christy, like you mentioned, and you don't have to be alone in this. And if you had a Christy Stratton for yourself back then or you had a professional that was there to guide you through it, how much easier would the process be, especially with the children? So I think it's super critical. And by the way, out of the break when you mentioned the song and just makes you want to dance with your kids or have your kids dance. That is one really good thing to do. From the play play, therapist, yes. Yes, because that actually, for children, believe it or not, when they play, they're getting feelings out of their body, and they're not tied down and weighted down anymore. So the final piece after a divorce, once it's finalized, life goes on, there's two different homes people are living in. The typical there, which can be the worst, actually, sometimes, is that children are left at all ages living with the wreckage that was created from the divorce, so they're living with two different places to live. Imagine me telling you, it's like telling you, Christy, uh, every single week you're going to shift to a different place to do your show. And you're going to have different equipment, and you're going to have a different uh, engineer there working with you. And it can be so unsettling. And so yes. parents can wrap their mind around there is a life children did not choose that they're now stuck living with. Mm. And because of that, we have to have compassion. So there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of damage that's happened. And the one thing parents have to do is to understand if there's any gift you ever give your child. You don't have to agree with their attitude. You don't have to agree with the fact that they are you know, don't want to talk to you. You don't have to agree with the fact that they're isolating and want nothing to do with anybody. You have to understand, though, there's a reason why. They would be this way. There's a reason why it's hard, and children don't typically come out of divorce and think, oh, wow, this is great. There's been very few scenarios, and they're usually with older children, like 18, 19, where they're already getting out of the home, where they're actually good with it. But most of the time, it's, no, my life's heck now because I have to go different places each weekend. I can't play my sports because I have to go visit this parent. I can't see my friends because they live in a different part of town. It's a lot of adjustment and adaptation.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I want to talk more about that when we come back into segment four, because it just breaks my heart. I, I saw that on the side of being a stepmother and I saw, you know, that adjustment. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about co-parenting and what they're going through, because the fact of the matter is that it, uh, what you said, Tom, it's a life they didn't choose and now they're stuck with it. And, and we've really got to step into those children's shoes and understand that. And then what are the actions again? What, what do we need to, to do to make it better for them? And so we're going to continue this conversation as we continue to talk about what is life like, what is divorce like through the eyes of your children. We're talking again with Tom Stevens, psychotherapist, um, play therapist. He knows a bit about this. Working with children and your families, is an advocate for children. So you guys want to hear about this. How we can make life better, not worse for your kids. So come on back. Tom Stevens and I want to talk with you more about your kids so that you can have a better impact on them. Don't miss it. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, Please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. If that doesn't make you tap your foot, I don't know what will. Uh, (laughs) We talked about music uh, with Tom Stevens just a moment ago, and he is a uh, not only a psychotherapist, but a play therapist. And we were talking about how important it is to play with your kids. I mean, we could do a whole show on just play. Uh, adults (laughs) Uh, for kids, but for adults, you know, there's a lot of study that, um, we don't play anymore. And so our Mm -hmm. minds don't work really on the levels that we need them to because play that creativity that comes from that freedom that comes from it. And so getting out and taking those walks, not only for you parents, as you're uh, going through divorce, but walking as Tom Stevens said, walking with your kids talking with your kids, dancing with your kids, getting out there, doing something different than just talking about the divorce. And that's what we're doing is we're looking at life through the eyes of your children during divorce. But we're also looking, we've looked at the different um, stages, ages of divorce. And now we're looking at what divorce is like. And we really honed in on something I think uh, is what is it like after? And Tom said this, life Life is different than what they didn't choose this. Your kids didn't choose divorce and now they're stuck with it. So parents, what are we going to do to help them? But I'm going to hopefully bring a new awareness. If you've made the decision to divorce, divorce, then you're going through divorce. It will be over at some point, even though it doesn't feel like it will be. We (laughs) need to, and I've said this time and time again is begin with the end in mind And what are we going to do? How are we going to show up now today as we're considering divorce? I've had Mm -hmm. somebody on the show before speak to this is see yourself at the, when this is all over, looking back, see yourself as that parent. How do you want to look back at this situation with your children? Then looking back and uh, in, in all things, And, and so if your children are going to feel like they're stuck in this place, don't you want it to be a good place? And how can we, um, how can we do that? And so Tom, I want to spend a little time there is helping people gain more of an awareness of what maybe they can even do through the stages, um, to help prepare for the children to see things differently, keeping it with the idea of through the eyes of the children. How can we help them see good things by our actions? Does that make sense?
0: absolutely. And the way you do it is you establish some kind of consistent routine that's a new life because life is not the same as it was pre-divorce, that in whatever home you're in as a mother or father, that you get a routine that's focused around the children. And that doesn't mean you just give children whatever they want and do whatever they want and feed them whatever they want. It means you get a steady routine that shows children life is moving on. It's still predictable that we're going to do things and start new traditions here. And it might be a movie night on Friday. It might be pizza on Sunday afternoon, but this is kind of the family you go see children. They they don't come into my office bashing their parents, honestly, when a divorce is happening. They're always typically very fair. What they bash is what they're being put through. What they bash is what they're being told or how they're not being paid attention to. So I tell parents, start a routine that's focused on simple, like do as little as possible. You're going to school. You're waking up. You're eating your meals. You're having quiet time. You're having walk time, exercise time. You're watching a show or reading a book together. So you establish the routine, Christy, that's stable. And this is what you can count on because children need predictability. And the minute they realize and feel safe and comfortable and life is consistent and steady, they'll start to calm down. They'll feel more confident, comfortable, and they'll be easier to work with.
2: I I think if we... um... It, you were talking about this earlier, if I had to do a, a, a radio show in different places all the time with different things, you know, that's not consistent. And you're talking about consistent and steady and predictable. And, the, and, and my, what comes to mind is that we, we can be the best version of ourselves when we do that. Um, and so I, I think, I mean, that's what we need is simple, uh, in, as parents, as we're going through divorce is that simplicity. And so don't, I'm hearing there is don't, don't make it any harder. Find that consistency, that steady, steadiness, that predictability um, and know that And pay
0: attention to your Uh children, not just be around them. A lot of parents are around their children, but Mm. they're on the phone or they're around their children and they're watching TV or they're around their children and they're doing other things. Take specific designated times, even if it's 30 minutes at a time, very short, and just sit and play with younger children. Go and walk or hang outside with adolescent children. Ask a teenager if they can go on a drive to Sonic with you to get a drink and just hang out and hear about high school or life or friends just to get away. But try to prioritize time with your children rather than just physically being in the same room because that's how they know you love them and you care about them.
2: Yeah, that that. Time uh, is just, we don't get that back and we no. can make that choice for them. You know, I've got this just question. I got to ask you. Um, uh, you know, we might be in this emotional place and our, our, you know, we may be angry. We may be sad. We're reacting right. As, as parents, we might, Though, in that maybe either be overzealous with discipline or um, we might be less than right, let them do whatever they yep. want no. I've always wondered and i've heard I've heard, and then I've always wondered since I thought I heard this discipline do kids actually want to be disciplined?
0: They want accountability okay. I, I think we equate discipline with punishment sometimes, but right. yes. Discipline is very different than punishment. Discipline is choice and consequence. Discipline is you can have the the ability and the independence, the freedom to make choices that are age appropriate, but then you'll be accountable for those, and it's okay. Like, I mean, it's, I'm not going to yell at you for them. I'm not going to sit here and be disappointed in you the rest of your life. But yes. We all want to know where we stand. It's the speed limit on the road. If we don't know where the stop signs are, if there are no stop signs and everybody's driving everywhere, we're constantly in fear and we're unsure. So, yes, they want discipline. They want consistency. And really, Christy, that's the bottom line is, is there consistency with the discipline? You can't just be irritated today and get on me for you know, being on my phone 10 minutes late and then tomorrow you let me stay on it for an hour or you let me jump on the bed today, but tomorrow you don't. So they do want discipline, but it needs to be consistent.
2: Yeah. And I I, I think uh, so. I'm glad to know that I um, uh, glad to know that I remembered <laughs> yeah. that properly. And because somewhere <laughs> in there, I think it was um, somebody said it was kind of equated to love. So I did kind of hear that in the back of that and what, um, so I guess I would pose that as a question, is, is that, are they perceiving care and love by that accountability to, you know, as as we re- relate it to, you want to know where you stand?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, whenever you have accountability that's fair, children learn that, wow, I get the reward if I make great choices and I get the consequence if I make poor choices and nobody's yelling at me or putting me down for it. But a lot of times in divorce, you hit the nail on the head. Parents are preoccupied, and they don't discipline hardly ever, or they're very frustrated, irritated, angry, and they're on their children's case all the time. And children feel loved or unloved based on that, and I think they feel unloved more so in both of those categories because you're not holding me accountable at all. Or you're on my case all the time and I can never get a break. So they don't feel the connection.
2: And it's scary and it's confusing and they need this. And so I hope that this show has brought a new awareness for you that it is a scary and confusing time. There are things that we can do for our children. Uh, We're going to continue talking about this, understanding where they are going through divorce. As we continue in the the second series, we're going to keep looking at divorce through the, the eyes of your children with Tom Stevens. And we, you know, that's what we're, we're both here to do is to look at this situation with your children and help you open those eyes, understand that you're, that we all make mistakes and it's heightened by the divorce situation. And we want to bring awareness for you so that again, to tie it back to even the purpose of the series is without awareness. Now we know something new. We've discovered something. We can shift our intentions. We can take better actions that have better impact on our children. And so again, hear that this is not something that, you know, we're here and saying parents, you're bad. It's a tough situation. We're walking this path with you. We're, we're thinking through it with you. And I hope that you guys continue um, on with us because Tom and I, we're both, you know, we're thinking through this process with you. Tom's experience with children, mine as a divorce coach, And uh, so, Tom, thanks for bringing all that information to our listeners uh, and for the next two shows as well.
0: (laughs) Christy, thanks so much. Uh, It's a great show, and I look forward to next
1: time.
2: Well, me too, and I I just pray, and I know we've talked about it, we just want to help people out there. We've both, you know, we've been there in different situations, working with kids, working with people going through divorce, and so it may not be the same may be different, but we're here with you. So thanks for listening today. It's my prayer that this, this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the thedivorcecoachinghour.com or you can call me, 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, T, The Word.